Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans Bible study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson and I'm excited to be able to be here today and be sharing the Word of God with you. It's the most valuable thing on the planet that we have is the Word of God. It teaches us who God is, teaches us where we came from, where we're headed. And I tell you what, every single day we need to be asking God for daily bread. And that's the bread of the Word, which is always in the context of the man who said he was the living bread that came from heaven. That's Jesus. Hallelujah. Today, we'll begin Romans chapter 4, part 1. There are 23 parts to chapter 1, 11 parts to chapter 2, and 16 parts to chapter 3. They're all uploaded at my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Avail yourself to all those. Share them somehow with somebody in your family, co-workers, uh, whoever, friends, Get the Word out. Help us publish the Word as it is written in truth, and that means as it pertains to Jesus and what He did at Calvary. This has really been a great teaching, a great study for me, and that's what it is for me. I'm, I'm, I've learned through the years, and, and I'm still learning, and I'm still sharing what I've learned and what I'm learning now. Sometimes even in these studies that we have, these little half-hour studies that we have twice a week, I'm literally learning while I'm sharing. I'm going to tell you something right now, folks. It's time for the church to begin to uh, get to the place where we're, we become teachers of the Word. And, uh, you know, because there's no place like learning as there is when you're teaching. Because when you're teaching, you're, you're, you're in a place where you're, you're studying and, and, and you desire to have something to share. You're not only asking for daily bread, but the opportunity to share that bread daily. Praise God. So, avail yourself to where all these uh, teachings and everything we do here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas is being uploaded. And again, that's my YouTube channel at Curtis Hutchinson 316. This morning we begin in chapter 4 of Romans. This is a powerful uh, part of the Word of God here where Paul is writing to the church in Rome and, and attempting uh, to get them to understand the difference between law and grace and works and faith and being justified by however you're justified, how God is pleased and well, I'm going to read through this morning. I, I feel like this is what the Lord wants me to do. He wants me to read through the first four verses and point out, rather highlight some words and let you and myself see how much of a focus there is on the cross in these first four verses of chapter 4. And let me say this before we go on. When, when, the, when the Holy Spirit had the Apostle Paul write this to the church in Rome. There were no chapters. There were no verses. It was written in a letter form. The chapters and the verses are there to help you and me locate things, help us memorize things, and better just find and, and, and the locate things better for us in the Word of God. And so that's what they're there for. So as I read through this, I'll stop and highlight a word so that you can see how much power, how much uh, there is just in the first four verses. And then we'll go back and we'll discuss them. So watch this. In chapter 4 of Romans, verse 1, 
What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh has found? If Abraham were justified, there's the first one, if Abraham were justified by works, he has that to glory in, but not before God. What saith the Scriptures? Notice the say Scriptures. Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Power, powerful points here. Verse 4, Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned, but of grace. It's of grace, not of debt. Notice the four things we pointed out. Justification, the scripture, righteousness, and grace. Can I tell you something, my friend? You cannot separate any of those things. And it would do you good to write those four words down and to begin to ask the Lord, show me, Lord, in the Scripture, show me what He's talking about, that, that we cannot separate justification from the Scripture, from righteousness grace. They're all tied in one thing, and that's the common denominator of Jesus and Him crucified. Not just justification, before God to be born again and justified by the blood to be saved and now a child of God and in heaven and no longer on my way to hell. But even faith in the cross excluded faith in anything else. Faith in the cross now allows God to see the works of the Holy Spirit called my works by Christ through the Spirit. Not only am I justified, but the works I'm experiencing are justified. See, there's two things. I'm justified by the blood, but God now wants us to walk on the path of the just. Look, according to Scripture, which means it's by faith, Scripture, second word, by faith, only through the Scriptures can faith come, and that our works are justified before God. Because we will all stand as Christians before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account on what we did, good and bad, in the body with this great salvation that we've been given. Amen. Did we keep our faith in the cross? Did we stay on the path of the just, the path of righteousness, and allow the Holy Spirit to work through us the bearing forth the fruits of this justification, the fruits of righteousness? We're justified by the blood, but... Are our works justified before God? And they are not if our faith is not in the cross because the Holy Spirit won't work through any other faith. So, third word was righteousness. Jesus died so that we could be righteous. We have no righteousness to, to give to offer God as look what I've done. And we'll see that's really what Paul is writing the church here under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Boasting has already been excluded. We've seen that. We'll look at it in a minute back in chapter 3. But we've got justification according to the Scripture and righteousness being accounted to Him. And, and it's all of grace. That means my faith in the cross of Jesus Christ initially justified me by His shed blood. My faith. Mm-hmm. And all this is according to the Scriptures. And while my faith was placed in Christ, 
When that happened, God saw my faith in His Son, who is my righteous Lord and Redeemer, and imputed unto me His righteousness, taking my sin away. Think about that. It's powerful. All this happened at the cross. And it was all by grace. That means what God would do for me that I couldn't do myself. I didn't deserve to have it done. I couldn't do anything to earn it. It wasn't something I worked for, as in God owed me something, a debt. No, it was in something God did for me, offered to me, simply because He loved me and I believed it and He accounted it unto me as righteousness by grace, justifying me by that very work of Jesus Christ. Now, I know that was my initial entrance, my salvation initially, but all this only works every day in my life through that same faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary. God didn't give us more than one object of faith. It's always been the sacrificial work in which He would work through. In the Old Testament, it was that which He would work through that pointed to Calvary. It was only type and shadow. In Exodus chapter 25, you need to make a note of this, where God told him to place the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat on the top of that, and he said, I will meet with you here, I will commune with you here, and from this place, I will give you all that I give you in commandment. Through the sacrifice, I will give you all that I give you. Through the sacrifice, I will give you all that I give you in commandment. If you've missed my last two messages... I want you to go to the YouTube channel. I want you to see them there. Jesus, the captain of our salvation. Very important messages the church hears. That he is commander in chief. He is loving heavenly father, but he is also commander in chief. And you need to understand that. Praise God. The only manifestation you and I have been given by Jesus to prove that we love him is obedience to his commands, John chapter 14. That's the manifestation that you and I have been offered to prove we have his presence. Jesus taught it well in John 14. Those that love me are those that are doing what I've commanded them to do. Not for salvation, but because they have received my love and are saved through faith in my cross. And now, through that faith that works by that love I gave them, will be found obedient. And he gets right down to where the rubber meets the highway, my friends. And he says, those that are not doing what I command them to do, they don't love me. That's pretty powerful. Now, I know we'll take that and rewrite a whole new translation of a Bible to get that worded like we want it, but that is exactly what he meant, and that's how it works. If we're not walking in obedience to the Word, we don't love Him even though we know we need to, we want to. It can't, it can't happen without obedience, praise God. So, look at, let's read through this again. What shall we say then? that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh has found. Now, I don't believe he's talking about Abraham according to our fleshly lineage has found. I believe he's talking about Abraham, what has he found according to the flesh and what he's done in the flesh because that's the whole topic here. Works versus grace, law versus grace, justification through what we do or by Faith. That's what the whole topic is here. So I believe that he's speaking of Abraham our father as pertaining 
to the what he's done in the flesh. What has he found? What is he? And you look the word found up. It means what has he perceived? What has he obtained? What has he grabbed a hold of? What has he gotten? You look that up. I guarantee it. Those are the words you'll find. Because if Abraham were justified by works, that means what he's done, and there I believe is the confirmation of what I just said. He has that to glory in. And that word glory there means to boast. But if you look the, that word glory up, it also means to boast with a rejoicing. Because we're going to rejoice and boast in what we think has saved us. There are millions today that are rejoicing and boasting in their act of water baptism, excluding everybody else who's not been water baptized, saying that they're not saved, they're not going to heaven. Here's why. Because they haven't worked the work of water baptism. And the Bible is so clear that you either have to believe the Scriptures, remember, the Scriptures... Genesis 15, 6, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Then came later circumcision. Then came later all the works come after you're born again through simply believing in a coming Redeemer. Hallelujah. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. Praise God. Uh, listen, folk need to get that. And let me tell you something. Maybe you're listening to this today and you've been hung up in that false doctrine, that, 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 that works mentality, that if I do this, then God will save me. That's works, my friend. And listen, you're going to have to come out of those people because those people is what the devil is using to influence you and to keep that trap go, holding you tight called the fear of man, the snare. It's a snare to you. Your uncle, your daddy, your granddaddy's telling you that. Bless their hearts. Although they're blood kin, if you're not careful, you're going to allow them to keep you in a state of unbelief and you're going to end up in a place called hell. The only place you can work your way into is hell. You can't work your way into heaven. Jesus did that work, finished that work. Let, let me add this to this teaching today. The Bible says in Revelation 13, 8, that the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Do you understand what that means in the plan of God, in the mind of God? That, that God had already taken care of the work before Adam even showed up and needed the work of, of deliverance, the work of salvation. He had already laid as the foundation the lamb, his son being slain, the shedding of that blood for you. And Hebrews 4 and 3 says the work was finished from the foundation of the world. Yes, it was manifest on Calvary's hill, but the work was already done before you needed it to be done. Why? Because God always brings forth provision that has always been there before we even got to the point where we literally needed it. God always has what you need. God created the world for us, and before He put us in it, we had all the provision we needed. The same thing at the born-again experience. Jesus taught, you must come out of that. You must be born again. And those that are born again, they, they, they're in Christ, and they see that in Christ, it's already all been provided again. He's already provided everything you need in Christ. And the works, Ephesians 2 and 10, 
the works are only in Christ. That, that means that outside of Christ in your lost state, you can't do any work that would please God to get into Christ because all the works for us to participate in are in Christ. And as a lost man, you can't work your way into Christ. You must only believe and then it's accounted unto you for righteousness. And God's saying you're justified. So if the work was finished from the foundation of the world, Hebrews 4.3, what makes us think we can add to what Jesus said is finished? Come on, somebody help me here. This is too kindergarten. The only thing that would keep you from believing that is a seducing spirit through some other man that you are trusting. And the Bible in the New Testament tells us, let no man beguile you, let no man deceive you, let no man steal your crown. That means that the devil through men can take away what God wants you to have. But you're going to have to move into a place where you do not allow men to move you. It must be the Holy Ghost according to the Scriptures that will point you to the path of the just, the only place that you can be righteous before God, and it all be of grace and not works, your works. See, men move men unless we're in the faith and being moved by the Holy Spirit. Almost all preachers, if they're not careful, they'll be moved by the giving of that brother or that sister. They'll be moved by the, 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 the citizenship, the stamina, the dignity of some man in the community instead of being moved by the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel no matter how much they give or what position they hold. You've got the mayor of the city in your church, so now you've got to be careful what you do so you don't lose him or you don't lose that check coming in. God forbids that we're moved by men. And people who are trapped in these false doctrines, they, they literally get up and teach classes or preach messages and, and read the Bible that we're saved by grace through faith and not of any works that we do. And they, the next breath they begin to teach works because they don't understand the cross. They don't understand it. I've been in ministry with, with preachers in the past. They, they, they Listen, they don't agree with what I teach and preach today. If they did, they'd want a fellowship. They'd want to talk about it. But they're still hung up in their, wor in their works, in the snare, the trap of men. They know that if they begin to teach the truth as it should be taught, that they would be cut off. I remember a lady... Uh, was in our church. Uh, she's gone on to be with the Lord now, but years ago when we started Crossway Church and we began to preach the message that the great apostle Paul was given of the Lord, the message of the cross and uh, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. She, she was with us for a few weeks and then she left and word got back to me that she said, I'm just afraid that Pastor Curtis is, is cutting himself off from the ministers that he's been associated with. You know, and she left the church over that. And you know, I just thought, well, you know, I've never cut myself off from anyone. Matter of fact, I'm still here in the same town we've been in through much toil and, and many snares and many trials and tribulations and had to start a whole new work right here in a town that we were so humiliated by and brought to nothing by. And we don't run from that. God, I wanted to run, but God had other plans. 
And I want to tell you something. I've not cut myself off from anyone, but many have cut themselves off from me because now I preach the truth. And they realize that if they join forces and ranks with somebody maybe who hadn't been in ministry as long as they have or or, or, or preaching the truth now in a bold way that's going to bring much offense, that that not only have we been separated, but they're going to be separated. Listen, if you can't get to that point, preacher, then your whole life will have been wasted in ministry. If you can't count it all dung, and you're not preaching the cross, my friend, you're not teaching and preaching what Paul preached unless you get up and admit for years you've been preaching and leading the people wrongly. And as I said on the last session, take that garbage you've been preaching over the last years with a heart you meant good, but now God's showing you it couldn't help anybody and burn that mess out there and get on track and get in the active part of God's army among those that are determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. Quit giving this message the name of a man on this earth and it is nothing but the Word of God. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. I want to tell you this morning as we read through this because if Ab- what has Abraham found? What has he obtained? What is it he's received? What is it he's perceived and grabbed a hold of here? Because if Abraham were justified by works, he has whereof to glory or to boast in, but not before God. No, listen, the Bible, the scriptures here tell us there is absolutely no boasting before God by our works. No works. Not even the works that are in Christ for us to walk in. When the disciples were sent out by Jesus and came back and boasting in all that they'd seen and all they'd done, Jesus said, hold it, fellas. Really, you just need to be rejoicing in that your name is in the Lamb's book of everlasting life. Hallelujah. That's good news. There is no boast in our works even if it is the Holy Spirit working through us. There is no boast in our works, period. Hallelujah that we should just boast in that God has saved us through the shedding of the blood of His Son Jesus and allowed us to be servants in His kingdom. And every day just to be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ should be sufficient. Many times we say, Lord, my name doesn't even need to be known just as long as your name is being made great. And then we get our feelings hurt when our name is not becoming great and our name is not being made known. And listen, God will bring us to the test and the trial to see if we really mean what, we, what we're saying. And I got news for you. In all reality, it makes no difference if our name is known or not. Fifty years after you're gone, my friend, nobody will remember you. They'll verily say, they'll, they'll seldom get the pictures out and look at you. And when they do, they'll say, now who was that? That's old. Oh yeah. And you, it'll be over that memory. And all you've got to do is dig ground and leave that glorious gospel on the trail behind you. That's all you've got to do in your life that's going to amount to anything at the end of your life and throughout all eternity is just Publish the name of Jesus and the only avenue of His justification, His grace, His righteousness, which is found in the Scriptures. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's good news today. Are we not blessed? 
Paul has already covered in his letter previously. We talked about it on the last session. We'll look at a couple of verses. He's already said that all boasting has been excluded by the law of faith. Chapter 3, verse 27. In verse 20 in chapter 3, he says, There is no flesh justified before God in the flesh by the deeds of the law. Look at verse 20 of chapter 3. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, that means any works of any doing of any law, not just the Ten Commandments, but anything you and I have been told we've got to commit some work, do some deed to be saved. God, in the work, according to the Scriptures, says you can't be just and I'm not pleased with that because I'm only pleased by faith. Hallelujah. Your faith is all that pleases me. Not your works because that's actually me working in you and through you through faith. That's still me working. I did the work at the cross for you to be saved. You believed it. I brought you now into a place of sanctification, which means I set you apart so that I could continue my work through you. Glory to God. That's good stuff. So when even we start boasting in our works as Christians, when it is the Holy Spirit, we better wake up and watch what we're doing because even the works that we're walking in that are in Christ means they're taking place by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace, the Comforter, the Spirit of truth. Glory to God. Watch this now. Verse 20, chapter 3. We have to back up because Paul says here in chapter 4 that Abraham didn't have anything to glory of before God when it comes to works. And it's because he's already said this. Therefore, verse 20, chapter 3, by the deeds of the law, that means anything we do for salvation or anything we do for the power and the provision of God in salvation, there shall be no flesh justified in his sight. You know what that means? That means all the things that men teach men they have to do outside of faith in the cross to be justified, they're going to boast in it. Five minutes, all it takes for somebody going to let you know from the heart, out of their lips, what their faith is really in. And if it's in the cross... They can boast in the cross. The Apostle Paul said, I don't boast in anything but the cross. There again, we have a confirmation of what I just said. We only glory, God forbid we glory or boast in anything other than the cross. Galatians 6, 14. This is why we're determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified because that's where He did the work for our salvation and our faith in that's what allows him to continue the work of sanctification in our lives. Praise God. That's good stuff. And then in verse 27, chapter 3, he says, Where is boasting then? It is excluded and it is by the law of faith. You see, faith is a law. And the first thing you have to know about the law of faith is it excludes all boasting in our works. Not just our works for salvation, but in our works in sanctification. Because our, listen, it's just our faith because He has given us the measure of faith we have. It's even His faith. It's His grace. It was His work. And it continues to be His work in and through us if our faith remains in what allows Him to work in and through us. Amen. This is good stuff. When someone grabs a hold of what they're hearing in this teaching, 
The very power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit is in the preaching and the pointing to and the, the sharing of the cross of Jesus Christ because, listen, the covenant of God is that which He commands us through. Think about that. We've already shared it. We've already shared it. Go back and listen to the first portion of this half-hour teaching where God told His people in the Old Covenant, I'll meet with you here in Exodus 25 and I'll commune with you here and in this place I will give you that in command. God speaks only in commandment through the covenant. You need to understand that. And again, if you didn't hear my last two messages, go to our website, thecrosswaychurch.com or go to our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. There you'll see parts one and part two of Jesus, the captain of our salvation. Get your Bible, get your pencil, get your paper, get ready to take notes. Get ready. Ask the Lord to give you what you need. Your ministry has never been true ministry outside of telling someone about Jesus and the cross for salvation if you've not told them it's also the cross for everyday living, for everyday victory, for everyday's provision. It is the answer for all things for it is the only avenue by which God's work began in your life and that He will be able to continue to perform that work in you which He began. Read Galatians. Go and look at our Galatians teaching. And, 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 and you will be amazed at what you will find in the Word of God that you've never heard before because you've not studied the Word in the context in which it was written. The context of righteousness, which is one of the words in this Content in this portion of Scripture that we're studying. This has been phenomenal. This has been a great teaching. We're not through with this, but I'm out of time today. I try to limit these teachings to half-hour sessions because I know that's easier for people to take and when they can and go listen to them. And again, the, the, the place you can find all this on social media is my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Avail yourself to this teaching. I promise you it will bless you. God will be able to find uh, a heart that he, that's, that's hungering and thirsting for Him. And listen... The point of contact, the object of faith is always the cross. That's all we have, my friend, to boast in. The Bible says that God forbids that you and I boast in anything other than the cross, that we glory in anything other than the cross because that's where He did the work for us. And our faith in that today, the Bible says the faith we live by in this flesh Galatians 2.20 is the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us. If that's not the faith that hearing brings, then we're not hearing correctly. I love you. God bless you. Until next time, stay determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. See you next time.